Yo, 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 what's poppin'? We back! Hey, man. Long hey, time man. coming. Hey, man. Say, man. Look, this your boy, Sir Evangeline Joseph. Okay. Sir Petty. <sighs> Young Gordy. The one and only. Big Bully. Okay. Hey, man. One of the one third of the Free Gems Network, the biggest network. The one of many members of BGBN. Shout out that guy, Big Reds. A whole lot of them guys. A whole man. lot, a whole lot, a whole lot of them. And that's all I got. Hey man, I'm gonna keep it real short and simple, man. Hey, Wayne Willmatic Beats, formerly known as Will the Poet by some of my nearest and dearest. Burr, 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 burr. Hey man, like he said, one third of Free Gems Network. Boop boop boop. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I got, man. Hey, shout out that boy Gun Bolsa. Hey, man, big Bolsa. Right. Hey, man, free jazz is nothing without that, man. Absolutely. You know that. Absolutely. But like we always say. It ain't never about us. Never that, man, because we got a special, special guest in the building. Special guest. Free Jim's first. Okay. Not only, not only not, he's an alumni now, this guy has his own podcast. Yes, sir. Um, um. We got LJ. How you doing, hey, bro? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Glad to be here, man. Hey, hey man. We, we, once again, like I told you uh, earlier, I appreciate you for coming. Of course. Um, oh, shit. I know, right? You <laughs> dropping shit everywhere. I try to catch it. It's not work. Well, at least it's not the camera. Right. <laughs> it could be the camera. But, nah, I reach out to, you know, quite a few people who, right. I, who I think got some stuff going on. Oh, and whatever, because I, what our show is about, um, not sure if you tapped in or anything, but we like to put the spotlight on others. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's podcasting, uh, designer, mm. web, uh, music, entrepreneurship. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, for the listeners out there, what all do you do? Man, oh man, oh man, where do we start? Well, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, um, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, listen, what I do right now is a whole slew of different things. I um, work full-time as a head of director over an after-school program. Okay. So that's okay. what I do just in my general time. After that, I come home, I work with a podcast show called Rapping Crypto. Okay. And that's a part of a group that I'm a part of called the Bankers Club. What we're doing with the Bankers Club is literally just giving education about cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. We focus on other assets like gold and silver, but most of it is cryptocurrency and blockchain because that's the thing right now. Right. Um, that's the future is the way we like to look at it. Um, Rapping Crypto is just a podcast. Somewhat like you guys, we want to bring artists on. The biggest thing that we're trying to get artists to understand is the NFT realm is the biggest thing that's going on right now. We've been doing mm -hmm. that for about a year, year and a half now. Now, it's one of those things where NFTs are brand new to a lot of people. So a lot of people aren't really taking too uh, taking too much to it, but it's a situation where we got to understand that we got to keep pushing forward and, um, you know, trying to give people that information. So what we've been basically doing is bringing artists on, having interviews with them and everything, and giving them exposure to the crowd that we bring in, and we do this every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Okay. Hey, man. That's hard. Hey, that is super hard, and I got a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of questions, as, man. Um, as you know, we free gym, so this is... This, <laughs> You're the teacher today. Okay. Absolutely. You're the I'm here to learn. Professor. I'm sure. here to learn. Um, how we like to start off the show is, where where are you from? 
Uh, originally from Dayton, Ohio. Moved okay. to Columbus, Georgia in 2011. I've since moved from Columbus over to Covington, Georgia, and I've been stationed there since about January. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. That's hard. The reason why we like to ask, you know, uh, where the guest is from mm -hmm. is because uh, the mass majority of of our guests um, are from Columbus. That's right. You know sure. what I'm saying? Well, I understand you haven't been here. You've been here all, well, yeah, 10 years yeah, now. It was 10, 10 years, years now. 10 years. So you, I, I know you've learned a lot. Quite a bit. Yes, quite sir. a bit yes, in sir. Columbus. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, you know, like I said earlier, we would like to, we want to put the spotlight on Columbus. Sure. The reason why we want to put the spotlight on Columbus is because Col we're trying to, not trying to, we're breaking mm -hmm. the narrative of you have to travel outside of your city to get exposure or right. to blow up. Okay. You know, um, when you we're built our platform when you come on our platform this is it right you know what i'm saying like we're shout out to all the other platforms as far as you know rap rapping crypto srt well you know i got the rtf shout out to mario <laughs> right uh 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 uh, uh gen talk yeah man ignorant noodle ignorant noodle yeah man it's a know, whole lot of it's them it's a whole lot of them but no knock to nobody, but they're not free games. I feel, <laughs> I feel you. You know what I'm saying? We don't we we don't do what y'all do, and y'all don't do what we do. That's real. right. You know what I'm saying? But we come together just like now, and make something you know special. Right. Um. What I want to know is, first and foremost, before we even jump into NFTs, mm -hmm. what is cryptocurrency? Boy, boy, so I think the biggest thing I want to start off is this. Okay. In order to understand cryptocurrency, you got to understand blockchain technology. That is the biggest thing because cryptocurrency is a part of the blockchain technology that is basically proceeding to be the advancement of the technology for the future. Right. Everything's going to run off the blockchain medical records. Uh, y'all see the autonomous cars and y'all see commercials about autonomous trucks and stuff like that. All that stuff's going to be running off the blockchain. Shipping's been, the transactions for shipping, the manifest that they look at, all that stuff's been done on the blockchain for the last couple of years. A lot of people just don't know about it. It's been a lot of changeover that's basically been happening. And as that changeover's been happening, a lot of people are just missing out. And it's not that the information's not there. It's just not in the places that most people would go looking for. It's not going to be on your national news station. When Bitcoin's right. blowing up, it's all over the news. Oh, Bitcoin hit this high number. Bitcoin hit this. But they're never talking about it when there's the scenario where, yeah, Bitcoin's trending in a downward motion in terms of a lot of people like the dollar value. But the thing about the dollar value is you're holding assets. So however many of an asset you have, that's what you got. You can't get tied to the dollar value because then you'll miss out on the potential opportunities for that asset. So with dealing with blockchain technology and understanding its connection to cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency is actually payments that actually work with different programs that operate on the blockchain technology. So you have different ones, um, give you a random coin, VeChain for instance, has partnerships with places like BMW and Tyson Chicken. A lot of this stuff is literally just connecting and people would never know about it because it's not public mainstream news. You gotta do your research, do your due diligence. So in a nutshell, cryptocurrency for the most part is literally just a form of exchange. Um, it's it's a payment system ideally, but you don't want to get wrapped into the actual dollar value because that that whole entire system is about to change. They're about to start using digital currencies and things like that. So ideally, 
to kind of get people to understand as a collective they start using dollar values and people talk about oh it's 50,000 it's this it's that but the catch is how much of a bitcoin do you own because if bitcoin was to jump from 50,000 to 100,000 tomorrow if you had a whole entire bitcoin you're going to see that full movement if you only have $100 worth of bitcoin most people think oh well if it jumps to 500k tomorrow oh pardon me 100k tomorrow from um, 50,000 where it's at now, I'm going to hit huge. Think about it. It's technically doubling itself. So your money will only just double if you got $100 mm. worth of crypto in there. It'll turn into 200 It's a big misconception. And it's always the idea that you always want to get cryptocurrency based off the actual asset mm -hmm. and not its dollar value. Right. Yeah. Man. My bad. No, I no, 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 Please get your shit off. Absolutely, man. You know this is like I, like we said before. This is your show, and you're the teacher. And shit, I'm here to fucking learn, man. I'm trying to, <laughs> I got you. I'm enough. trying to learn. Like we all did. We we dibble and dabble in 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 uh, crypto, mm -hmm. but but you know we uh, I can I can only speak for myself. You know I have I don't know like the whole whole spectrum. For sure. You know what I'm saying. Um, as far as crypto, cryptocurrency, where can you find some of these crypto? Man, a lot of different places. Well, first and foremost, let me start off by saying this. I'm not a financial advisor. Anybody who works in the Bankers Club organization, we're, not, we're all just not financial advisors. This is something we're passionate about, we love, mm -hmm. we do a lot of research on, and we provide information to people. That's it. Mm -hmm. When people go and take and do with their information, if they copycat exactly what we say, that's completely and totally up to them because at the end of the day, we did the same thing for us. We went on YouTube, we went to different seminars, we paid for different pieces of education to get mm -hmm. the knowledge. And so we acquired that. We tried to do different things with trial and error, and now it's a situation where because we've done trial and error, we understand the ins and outs of certain things mm -hmm. we don't know everything because right. there's plenty of people who have hit it big and have made millions of crypto I'm not sitting here saying I've made millions of crypto I've seen a lot of money I've lost a lot of money but I've lost a lot of money in the essence of it's not an L like oh well I lost it it's a lesson that's learned mm -hmm. so it, I know one thing that y'all probably always talk about is L's aren't you know they're not losses they're lessons that's the biggest thing in cryptocurrency people got to understand let's just say your Bitcoin trends down in your uh dollar value or your asset value decreases don't look at it for right now you're supposed to be holding those assets for future values and everything so as that future value increases you're going to benefit from that anybody who looks at the chart for bitcoin for the last four to five years they'll see a steady increase every single time right. so um you just got to focus on that but to get back to answer your question with um where to get some of these cryptos there's a lot of different places and it all depends on what you want to do whether you're doing uh, decentralized or you're doing centralized okay what's the difference so the biggest difference is dealing with decentralized man you got to understand that all of that is not connected to your social security number your name your email address none of that it's unidentifiable except for a wallet number and that's mm -hmm. it people love that because you can't technically tax that you can't really trace that it's a wallet number but ideally they've made it so interesting because a lot of the popular places a lot of people know about coinbase a lot of people right. know about crypto.com and places like that 
all those places are considered centralized because when you set up those accounts, you got to do what? Put your name, your email address, and all that stuff in there. And the other catch is a lot of places, they'll list themselves as a decentralized network, but the way they'll get you is you'll go in there and use your credit card. Well, think about it. If you use your credit card to pay, oh, your yeah, credit card is bingo. So everybody always gets the misconception that it's just like, oh, well, I'm using this decentralized platform, but I'm going to sit up here and use my uh, actual credit card information and stuff. It doesn't work like that. You gotta find ways to put yourself in a realm and an avenue of understanding how to get it decentralized. So you can do that through different ways of exchanges, swaps. A lot of different people do the old school way. They go find somebody who has a bunch of cryptocurrency. They're like, yo, look, I just want $50 worth of Bitcoin and have somebody send it to their private wallet and they start making moves from there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different things that you can do. I mean, just think of it like this. It, everything is gonna be a backdoor system and that's really what the uh, decentralized network is. It, well, I shouldn't even say backdoor because all this crypto stuff was built off the decentralized, well, or as they like to call it, DeFi network anyway. So because it's already built off this infrastructure, all this centralization is a run for controlling it and regulating it. Mm -hmm. right. So understanding that, we got to understand everything in this life. Wants to, they need to control and regulate it because they got to make money off of it. If they're Absolutely. not making money off of it, there's a problem. And at the end of the day, if you understand both sides, you'll understand how to maneuver. So decentralized, like I said, you got swaps, you got exchanges. You can go buy it from your friend who has a bunch of different currencies. But the biggest and most common way to get it right now is centralized. Right. So you can, like I said, Coinbase. Crypto.com. Now listen, it's a huge misconception. A lot of people buy cryptocurrency and Robinhood. That there's a phrase that we always like to say, not your crypto if you don't have your keys. So a lot of people don't realize that these things are called exchanges. Crypto.com is an exchange. Coinbase is an exchange. Now Coinbase has a wallet, of course, but most people interact with the Coinbase exchange. Robinhood is an exchange. All those places are places where you hold your crypto but not actually have it as far as the possession of the cryptocurrency assets themselves. Right. So Robinhood, prime example, if you go in your Robinhood and you've bought some crypto, you can't go in there and say, hey, I want to send this crypto to a different mm -hmm. wallet. At all. That right. You don't own that cryptocurrency. And I mean, we can get into the argument of, well, I can't send my stocks either. That's a whole different conversation. So the, the game about stocks has been like kind of waited for a long time. I remember a time where if you bought a stock in Nike, they gave you a certificate that actually showed you own the stock, so on and so forth. Right. That's physical holding the ass. It. Whereas when you're on Robinhood, you're they basically what you're doing is you're holding um, action on price action. So when the uh, the market moves, your money moves, and you make money off that market and that money movement. And that's when you basically see, oh, well, I gained a big profit and everything. Yeah, you gained a big profit, and that's cool, fine and dandy. And I'm not knocking that. All I'm telling people is you got to understand in order to have the physical ownership of those assets, mm -hmm. you've got to make sure it's on private wallets that have 12 word or sometimes 24 word uh, key phrases. Mm. So, so, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, when you say <laughs> 24, it makes sense yeah. because uh, when he set up my... Oh, the Coinbase. The coin, he, when right, he set up right, my right. store mm -hmm. on my online for... 10 feet mm -hmm. um one of the big things that was important to me was to be able to pay for stuff via um, crypto. Uh, crypto right and when when i built my 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 wallet mm -hmm. it it said the word yeah and so it never like with us we well I, well with me i never like 
put two and two together or yeah. whatever. I was just excited to have a store. Shit, me neither. So, I was like, look, bro, it said you got to have this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're doing. It's sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the important thing to remember about that is, so let's just say you can't remember how to get in that wallet. You don't remember the password and everything. And the only way to actually retrieve that actual wallet is that 12-word seed phrase. So I tell people all the time, don't screenshot that 12-word seed phrase because if somebody hacks your iCloud or they hack they whatever you, exactly, they got your 12-word, so they got everything. Mm -hmm. That 12-word seed phrase is everything, bro. And so don't lose it or you're not going to get in. Y'all probably have heard stories on the news where this guy is locked out of his wallet and he has millions of dollars and he can't get access to it. Sometimes the government is trying to get access to their wallet. Sometimes people are trying to get access. And they bought Bitcoin or Ethereum thinking, oh, well, it's not that big a deal. And then now it's blown up and they're just like, yo, I got like hundreds of millions of those coins. Yeah. I know I'm rich, but I don't know the 12 word C phrase. So you got to make sure you hold on to that. And I remember that's remember one of the things, it was like, I think it actually even tells you like, we're only going to show you this once. Yep. So make sure you remember what the hell. It's like, and like once you once you do it, you could not go back and find that shit. Mm -hmm. sure. Sure. That shit crazy. So like, there's and there, there are ways for you to be able to recover that. You just got to know how to navigate through the settings and stuff. But there right. are some wallets that only show you once. Expect you to write it down and have it memorized. So, um, I know I kind of dodged the second part of that question earlier okay. with centralized. So. Buying the centralized stuff is really easy because you can do it. Everybody sees you can get it on Cash App. I mentioned Crypto.com before. That's one of the popular ones that I use anytime I'm trying to do that. Of course, Coinbase. Um, you got your Binance accounts. It's, it's a whole slew of other different places that you can get it from. But the biggest thing that you always want to make sure that you're um, focusing on when you're doing that, when you're going to go buy a currency, here's the trick and the catch to make sure you're not getting overly taxed. Let's say... You buy $50,000 worth of Bitcoin and it shoots to 100 k And you do it on a centralized network. Mm -hmm. And the government can see everything centralized because that network gives you a, a W2 form or right. they give you your 10, 1099 depending on what place it is. So ideally, when you get all those numbers back, they're going to see the price moving of, oh, you bought a whole entire Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin's doubled or tripled its value. Okay, cool. We know we need to tax you on that. And yes, it, holding your assets for over a year, it decreases the amount of tax that you have brought on there. But ideally, you bought a whole entire Bitcoin and now you're going to get charged on the actual profit value. Right. Buy stable coins. So die. USDT, USDC, all these coins you can basically buy and then swap them into other coins. When you buy the actual asset, that's what they tax you on is, okay, how much is this asset grown? Well, I bought a stable coin. The stable coin is basically at the dollar value of one single dollar. Right. So because I bought $500 worth of crypto, I still got $500 worth of crypto. When you start swapping and stuff, and that's where the gray area is right now and a lot of the regulation, and that's what they really want to crack down on, is exactly all these swaps. Right. Okay, well, they swapped into Bitcoin. How much do we want to tax them on that? If you're dealing decentralized, they can't, they can't touch you. Right. They can't mess with you. Mm -hmm. If you're dealing centralized, they see every single step and movement that you've been doing. So ideally, when you put yourself in a decentralized realm, you go into a DeFi network and you do swaps, places like Uniswap, PancakeSwap. Um, what's another one? Oh, goodness. Uh, MustSwap is another good one. It, it's a whole slew of different swap programs. Mm -hmm. right. um, JewelSwap, too. Um, I didn't want to leave that one out. But 
Um, all these swap programs are very important because when you can basically transfer into other coins, you can basically start keeping this stuff decentralized, build a whole entire portfolio, and when you're ready to cash out or do what you need to do, you know, just send the crypto back to a wallet. And all you got to do is at that point say, somebody gifted me the crypto. But again, like I'm saying, I'm not a financial advisor. Right. I just, you know, because like, the catch is like with taxes and stuff. Yeah, right. I learned all this stuff because last year, all the tax professionals, I kid you not, I called every tax professional I knew and they gave me the same story. I don't want to do your taxes because I don't understand the crypto regulations, the laws and the rules yet. I'm scared to touch your taxes and I'm just like, well, who going to do my taxes? I had a guy and I called him and he was just like, well, if you pay me $100, I'll guide you on how I'd have basically done your taxes anyway. So last year I experienced doing my taxes on my own. It was a beautiful thing because itemized deductions, having to understand all that, um, I, I as a side hustle, me and my friend started up a clothing business last year. Mm -hmm. That's still doing great and everything. What's actually the polo? So this is this is yours. Yes. Yeah, so unique sneaker freak is the actual. Well, it's a collectibles brand now. Mm -hmm. um, we've kind of advanced up, and that's because we got into what I mentioned earlier was the NFT realm. Right. But um, we basically branched off into a collectibles business. We have it. It's just really a brand that me and my boys have that we love. Anybody who wants to buy the merch and support us completely and totally welcome but yeah um unique sneaker freak um the catchphrase of course is be unique but um we just like shoes we like sneakers we like different things that are different that match our sneakers mm -hmm. and at the end of the day i wanted a brand to represent that so right. who are um it's who? myself xavier leon and demarcus neely okay okay, okay. what yeah. school is that yo for sure for sure okay cool yeah, cool. yeah. and um I think you know my cousin too, Jay. Shay. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's my, yes, that's my dog. Shout out to shout out to Shay. Yeah, man. Shout right. out to Shay, man. Shay is definitely man. He been rocking with the brand since day one. Every time we drop something new, bro, Shay gotta have it. Yeah, right. Shay gotta have it, bro. For so, sure. Before yeah, we man. jump off of, uh, I don't want to get into NFTs yet, man. I got too many oh, questions good. on me. Yeah, right, with crypto, I still feel like I, I feel like a lot of people just don't know or they don't understand. Right. Is it a big thing with misinformation when you're trying to get this information on it? And and what are some things for the new new people that's trying to get into it? What are some things that they need to look out for okay. so they don't get the misinformation? So it's a ton. It's a ton. And what's, ahead, what's the top two or three? For top you, two or three for you. Um, do your research. Number one. I don't care what no like what I'm telling you now. If you hear something you like on the podcast, write it down. Go research it. Fact check me because I might say something slip up and say it the wrong way and you might be like, well, no, nah, this article says this. But even when you find something, fact check that and keep fact checking till you consistently get the same message. But another thing is make sure you're asking people who know exactly what's going on in the realm. Don't ask people who is just like, oh, well, perfect example. We know people who have basically thrown in the Doge because Doge was going crazy. And they was just like, oh, I made a bunch of money off of Doge. I know what I'm doing with crypto. And the first question I ask them is, oh, okay, cool. What was you doing with uh, Doge? Oh, yeah, I bought a bunch of Doge and Robinhood. I know then immediately, and it's not a knock to them. It's just like, I know you technically don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because if we're talking about real assets and you understand the actual what's going on, you would have went ahead took your cash out on uh, Robinhood and you would have transferred the money, bought those coins privately and held, in, held them in a decentralized wallet so you had physical ownership. And that's the most important part of all this is just the ownership. So, um, yes, there's misinformation because a lot of people will give you the whole entire get-rich-quick scheme thing. Yo, this is acquiring assets. 
This isn't about, oh, I'm trying to make myself a millionaire tomorrow. The people who made themselves a millionaire over the course of time with cryptocurrency, they didn't do it by thinking, oh, I'm going to make myself a millionaire tomorrow. It was, I'm going to keep developing all these assets because in the next four to five years, this is going to go huge and this is going to be the future. Right. And I mean, like I said earlier, Bitcoin sitting at 50K. I already have a personal evaluation. Your Bitcoin's going to 100K before the end of the year, easily. Ethereum in the next five, maybe 12 months, it, we're going to be sitting at a, a 15 to 10K Ethereum. Like, there's going to be a lot of different movement and a lot of different things going on. So, um, just to answer your question, misinformation, be careful of the get-rich-quick scheme thing. Um, make sure you're doing your own research mm -hmm. and don't be scared to invest because a lot of people, like I said, will see the markets going down. So some people will say, oh, I put in the market crash. No, it's just in a bearish cycle. Anybody who understands these markets, it's it's somewhat similar to identifying things in Forex, but at the same time, it's not. So if you understand charts, you understand a bearish market versus a bullish market, you'll understand the market goes through periods of it's in the red. It's going to look like it's bleeding. It might look like it's about to bleed out. Bitcoin was just down to almost 25K a couple weeks ago. Yep. And I already knew, like I told people, yo, it's on a discount sale. And it was on a discount sale for almost like three months. They popped up, looked up. Bitcoin back at 50K in a couple weeks. We're going right. to be looking at 60K, 70K. We're going to see all-time highs all over again. And like I said, if you go look at the actual charts, Bitcoin consistently every single year has developed and basically given people profit who are actually holding the asset and not just looking at it as, oh, I got $50,000 worth of Ethereum. No, how much actual, pardon me, Bitcoin. How much actual Bitcoin do you physically own? It's right. not about, again, the dollar value. It's about that actual asset. How many coins or tokens do you actually have? So um, I, I would definitely say those are the three biggest things that I would look out for. Okay. Yep. Um, for somebody who was to say, I'm not about to do this. It's gambling. Mm -hmm. I'm not a gambler. What would you? What What advice would you give that person? Because I'm, I'm sure... Somebody then came to you and said that same shit. So here's the catch. Um, when I was doing a lot of different things in the crypto realm last year, it was a lot of my friends, family members, and everything that I used to go and talk to and everything about cryptocurrency. And that'd be the first thing they say is gambling. It's a scam. That's that stuff they were using on the black market a long time ago, which the scam part not true. That black market uh, conversation that a lot of people have, it's true because it was an unregulated currency and they could basically use it, mm -hmm. transfer things, sell things and buy goods that were technically illegal on right. the black market and they were accepting Bitcoin for it. It made a lot of drug dealers really um, wealthy. It made a lot of different people who's doing weapons and arms really wealthy. So there's a bad connotation uh, associated with that. Right. But let's just be honest. There's a bad connotation associated with money, but we all need it in order to survive every day. Right. There's there's plenty of kingpins. There's plenty of people who go out and rob houses or murder for money. There's a lot of different things. So ideally, you got to understand the simple point of all that derives into um, a situation where understanding all this is just going to start building. Right. That's it. All of it's going to start building. Um, but just, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly where I want to take y'all with this. Because it, it's so much information. Mm -hmm. It's so much information. And like it, like I said, it's really easy for people to look at it and say, oh, well, it's a scam. It's this, it's that. I don't want to invest. Mm -hmm. The first thing, and like I said, I'm going to keep it 100% honest. When I started last year doing it, I was getting a lot of backlash like, yo, what are you talking about? What are you doing? It wasn't until people started saying, yo, 
that cryptocurrency that you was talking about that was $200 last year. Yo, that stuff is at like $2,000 right now. Mm -hmm. I know. I told y'all what it was going to do. I already saw what it was going to do because yeah. I saw what it did from $0.02 cents up to $12 up to this much. And I was sitting there at $200 like, yo, I'm late. And now I'm looking like, oh, well, I guess I wasn't that late. And we started looking at $2,000 to $3,000, 3000 to 10000 15000 right. stuff like that. So ideally... People sometimes have to physically see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. it, I've learned that it's not, to answer your question specifically, it's not so much what I can tell somebody. It's about what they can see the markets do potentially for themselves. Because all this is about you. I can tell you, like I said, I can tell you all day long, oh, get this coin, research this coin, um, do this, swap this, do that. But at the end of the day, you're going to learn off of um, personal experience alone. Mm -hmm. And that's right. just how that goes. Everything, it, riding a bike. You can't run, learn how to ride a bike from somebody telling you how to ride a bike. You got to physically actually get on that bike and keep pedaling and actually trying. And fall. Right. Exactly. Get back up. Fall again. That's all the way you're going to learn, man. Sure. How do you feel about the music industry get, tapping into, um, I don't want to get into NFTs yet. No, nah, I mean, because right? like we, know, that too, don't worry about we, it. we know what just happened. Yeah. So that's, that's in a little bit. But like with people like Nipsey mm -hmm. who was really early well well yeah really early on crypto and mm -hmm. people like Money Man who was mm -hmm. early on crypto how do you feel about the music industry transitioning into that I mean honestly it's inevitable is the way I look at it it's just simply inevitable if the way of currency is changing in terms of the way people transact with money and people actually use these digital currencies to pay for products and pay for goods well, technically, the art of being an artist is you're selling to the people that you're mm -hmm. basically trying to get to subscribe to your music, buy your music, merchandise, whatever you have as a business owner, because musicians, um, people who have clothing brands, people who have stores, all of them are business owners at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So you want your business to be able to accept the most valued or the most transacted currency or right. former currency for that matter. Because of that all artists are going to have to eventually start accepting crypto. So a lot of times when people be like, that's the first question I ask. Are you taking crypto? And sometimes I don't even care. I'm just curious enough to ask. And a lot of people will say, well, no, nah, I don't know too much about it. You ain't got to know too much to make money off of it. Right. And that's just what it boils down to. When somebody says, oh, well, you know, can I send you cash app? If somebody tells you, yo, can I send you cash app for your shirt? I got Bitcoin. I don't have cash. Are you going to tell them, no, I don't understand Bitcoin and I'm not going to accept that? Or are you going to take that? If you're taking cash app i mean i can't tell you what to do but your best bet is to take the two forms of cash app currency which are bitcoin and regular cash now i don't i don't fool in the uh the cash app stocks and stuff so i don't exactly understand how that works but i'm pretty sure it's about the same thing as robin hood mm -hmm. you can't transfer uh a stock to somebody else you'd have to sell the actual profits and send them the money of course mm -hmm. right. with that bitcoin you can send and receive bitcoin on uh cash app mm -hmm. now it's not something i would tell people and recommend people to hold your money and like i said you don't get a 12 word c phrase in cash app but you can send and receive money so ideally it just basically puts everybody in a situation where all these artists are going to eventually have to come to the cryptocurrency side and it's it's like i said at the beginning it's not just cryptocurrency, it's blockchain. And that's that's where the NFTs and everything come in because all of this 
interacts with each other. These cryptocurrencies, again, derive from bigger projects that are built on the actual blockchain that are going to be reasons why society moves in the way that it will in the future and different things like that. Everybody talks about, oh, well, I remember watching the Jetsons as a kid. Well, if you want to see flying cars, the way that they're going to be able to achieve that is through the blockchain and electronic information and different things like that. Even as simple as the information that they're about, to, like I said, medical records, mm -hmm. all the stuff going on with COVID-19 and stuff like that, I tell people all the time, pay attention to certain words that they use and keep using. That contact tracing and all of that stuff mark my words all that stuff is going to be blockchain technology they're going to have to basically interact and basically put it into a database that's going to be automatic where people can um look at scan or look up information and be able to get it instantaneously the blockchain right. does that whereas right now technically the internet does it but you got to look up certain things you got to do certain things if they just scan a qr code and it sends it directly there or they basically have a full-blown system based off a qr code all that's going to be blockchain transactions right Blockchain is what you're looking at when when you're looking up your, your cryptocurrency and you see when it's going up and down. That's the blockchain, right? So the blockchain is... The, so the cryptocurrency values where they're uh, basically kind of going up and down and right. doing their transactions, that's the actual crypto market itself. The okay. blockchain is the actual development company. So for instance, Ethereum. Ethereum is just not a coin. Ethereum is a whole entire decentralized finance network. What a lot of people don't know is a lot of the popular coins, so I'm not sure, have y'all heard of Cardano before? Okay. okay. I, I'm, a Cardano is a fork of Ethereum. Cardano is basically, it works off of the Ethereum blockchain as they like to call it. Mm -hmm. So there's different projects that basically create a whole entire ecosystem ideally. Ethereum has a huge ecosystem. Anybody listening, I encourage you to go look that up. A lot of the coins that a lot of people are telling you, oh, go invest in this is that and the third. If you look it up, it's a part of the Ethereum blockchain ecosystem. That's why I keep telling people, Ethereum is really the next best coin. If you can't afford a $50,000 uh, Bitcoin, I mean, I ain't saying people just throwing around uh, $3,000, but just speaking from experience, Ethereum was just $200 last year. Just two hundred dollars last year. It's three bands now. My little you, brother, well, yeah, my little brother, he, uh, he hit okay. off Ethereum. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, he, it was, it was nice. For, oh yeah, for sure, for sure, bro, for sure. So like, that's that's the biggest thing is just understanding the blockchain projects themselves and then understand how they interact and what those coins and tokens do mm -hmm. so the blockchain would technically be going to the actual coin website and seeing the white papers of okay this coin supports so just random stuff i'm just gonna throw out there for you a random coin supports a project and that coin basically the interaction and the exchange of that coin basically is just to be able to exchange people's information and that coin backs the exchange of people's information that's how the whole entire blockchain is built. The okay. coin itself is the token of the coin that actually just moves the chain and keeps the chain going as far as the uh, transactions. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So Ethereum is is that up under the, the whole altcoin? So yes, 
Anything that's not so, like I tell people all the time, anything that's not Bitcoin is technically considered an altcoin mm -hmm. because Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency, and that's why people was always so focused on Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. A lot of people will say, "Oh, well, isn't Bitcoin the most expensive or um, the most valued currency?" I tell people all the time, "Go look up your in finance, and you'll laugh at Bitcoin. Your in finance is already in the six-figure range for their coin, but that's not a coin that they have a whole lot of." So another thing about coins is look at the amount of coins they made for that project. Mm -hmm. That's the, the cap? Yes. No, right. the, yes, no, the market uh, cap. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All that is very important. If the market cap is way, 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 way too low, then you kind of know that coin pretty much not going nowhere. But if the market cap is pretty high, there's a lot of buzz around the coin, there's a lot of buzz around the actual project itself, mm. it, it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Okay. Mm. Um... What's some of the stories that you that you've known of that people hit real big? So that personally, my first I'll give you two stories. My first introduction when I got into the actual space, because a lot of people are probably like, well, how did you get into crypto in the first place? I started dealing with the organization called Care Bars International. They specialized in basically um, having gold but they basically had a cryptocurrency that was supposed to be backed by gold. And I was just like, well, that's a no-brainer. Gold's been around, so on and so forth. Make a long story short, I lost out on that organization because it wasn't what it said it was. And like that's why I tell people all the time, do your research. But sometimes you're not going to recognize an inappropriate or a bad project unless you've interacted with an actual bad project. Some people will just sign up and be like, oh, I'm just going to buy that coin because it looks good. And they and I, some people call them shit coins. But basically, you've getting interacted with a project that has no potential that's not going anywhere, but you wouldn't know how to recognize that because you've never interacted with something that's not going anywhere before. Right. But with me dealing with that, my introduction into Ethereum was smart contracts. So basically, I was getting people on the different smart contracts, and it's basically like level systems. A lot of people were like, well, it's referral marketing, technically, but if you actually build that program and use it for a specific reason, so like membership clubs and different things like that, mm -hmm. that actual program works itself, and you get automatic payments. Once somebody signs up, that payment's instantaneously in your wallet, quick, fast, in a hurry. So personally, for myself, when I first got in, they basically had me interact with a guy. He had already made 100K, and that was when Ethereum was $200. Right. So you can only imagine what he's doing right he, now. Uh, uh. Exactly. I had a couple other people. They were at 50, 60K, and they were doing really well. I just checked the accounts today. Everything, I think one account, it said 2,600, and the other account was like 4,100. But that was in the course of me working those since last year on the web until now. It's a beautiful thing dealing with smart contracts, but the idea is understanding the different projects and different things that you could get into that'll put you in a good realm. So the, that, that was the first story. The people that basically were using these smart contracts that have to deal with cryptocurrency and the blockchain, they made a couple hundred bands. And now it's just like, I, I don't even hear from these people. I wouldn't either. If I made a hundred bands off Ethereum at $200 and you done pretty much jumped up to two or $3,000, y'all could do the math on that. It's good money. It's real good money. That's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and then actually yesterday, it was interesting because that was the first time I've met somebody. And I don't know the person directly, but I know them because it's her blood brother. She basically was on our podcast last night and we were interviewing her. She has a Delta 8 business. Shout out to uh, Veronica. Um, her brother hit, she said, for $12 million in crypto because he got an Ethereum so early. 
And I was just like, I was <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, what? What? But it's just like, she was just like, yeah, we got a family fund of a couple hundred thousand dollars now. And, you know, because he's basically been able to do that, we're investing in crypto now. We have a little bit of a family savings to the side. He's promised us some uh, things that he's basically going to give us um, as far as a little bit of compensation. But I mean, with $12 million, you can feed your whole family and show them how to eat with this crypto stuff. It's not hard. So I guess as far as the big, the two biggest stories was the people with the smart contracts, as well as her brother hitting off Ethereum for about $12 million. All right. Jeez, yeah, man. That's nuts. Yeah, man. With the smart contracts, you mentioned something about memberships. Mm -hmm. And with that, you're saying you're pretty much getting people to sign up? So, okay. So here's how a smart contract works. So we work with an organization called Foresight. So for instance, with the Bankers Club, we haven't f completely rolled it out yet and everything, but the way we're going to do our VIP memberships, which basically will allow people to get in any crypto banking workshops we have, which are paid courses. They're five-hour long workshops. We do them every last Saturday of the month. That gives people lifetime access to those for free. And you, we basically plan on starting up crypto conferences next year. Any of those, you're getting in those for free. You're getting 10% off any of the merchandise we have on our website and everything. So those people would basically get into the first four levels of each of those smart contracts. You can take the levels in the actual smart contract that you're in and use that for something personal. So let's just say you're just like, well, I got a t-shirt club or I got a, a clothing brand club that has 12 levels to it. You can interact with the platform. And when you get into it, you can bring people on and basically have them interact, show them how this works, and you can make money off of it too. And it basically keeps a continuous cycle because, like I said, people say it's like referral marketing. People say it's pyramid schemes, but I'm just like, no, it's really not. The biggest thing that I always tell people about the pyramid scheme thing is your job is a pyramid scheme. You got somebody who's over top of somebody else who's over top of somebody else, and everybody has to report up the chain. That's how the bread flow goes. That's how the whole entire pyramid goes. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people look at it as, oh, well, I just go in and do my job, so on and so forth. Well, in this actual system itself, you doing the referrals is what pushes your system and makes your money. So realistically, the work that you put in is exactly what you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And the person that's above you doesn't have anything to do with how much money you can get. So let's just say I'll bring somebody on. They make $100 million off of this. I don't have any effect of that. Yes, I end up seeing some type of residual because they're in what you consider a downline. But most of that... Anything that they do, I have no bearing on, oh, you can only go but so far. All these smart contracts work in, you basically pay your donation to get into the level. Mm -hmm. Once you've paid your donation to get into the level, you're allowed to refer people to that level and get paid off that level. And that's exactly how that works. Right. Yeah. For some, for, to me, I know you said that y'all haven't wrote it out yet, mm -hmm. but in, if somebody was interested in, in joining, mm -hmm. how much would it be? So it just depends on what smart contract you're doing and what you're getting into. The Ethereum one, I'm not gonna sit up here and lie to you. It's like 0.25 Ethereum or whatever the math on that is. I think Ethereum's at like about $3,500. So 0.25 of uh, $3,500 and it's 0.25 of an Ethereum. And that's why I said, I always tell people, don't focus on the actual dollar. And I, I get what you're saying because you gotta know how much to pay, but it's 0.25 Ethereum. So whatever 0.25 Ethereum is, that's how much it would be to get into level one. And there's two different levels in the system. There's a referral level and there's a community level. That community level is built based off of what's going on in like all the downlines in the actual community itself. But um, basically you getting into that would be 0.25 Ethereum on that first level. With uh, Tron, it's the same way, but it's like a certain amount of Tron. So it's like 500 or 700 Tron to get that mm -hmm. um, 
started. So that's 500 Tron times whatever it is. I think Tron's at like five or seven cent right now. Um, same thing. Go now. Here's the other one, and that's this is the one I love the most. BUSD. It's a stable coin. So because it's a stable coin, it stays at a stable value. So that's the one that does not fluctuate. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's 11 BUSD to open up the first level. And then basically it continues from there. And all the smart contracts, ideally, they basically double. So the first level is 0.25. The second level will be 0.5. The third level will be 1. Then the next level will be 2, 4. And it basically keeps doing like that. Right. Yep. Um, I was watching... EYL, I'm okay. sure you you, you familiar sure. with and they was talking about Tron. Okay, um, what's so special about that particular Tron form? itself? Mm -hmm. So, the funny thing about Tron is this. I think the biggest thing I highlight to kind of keep it short and sweet, mm -hmm. Tron used to be an actual what they call a fork or an actual uh, project that was based off Ethereum. Tron has since, I believe it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken, they branched off from Ethereum and they basically are now their own actual network itself. So like I said, Ethereum is its own network. Yeah. And then it has other things that basically fall under, uh, fall in line or fall under it. Right. Bitcoin is its own thing and so on and so forth. Tron has basically since left from being little brother to I have my own and is now starting to branch out. So I think that's the biggest thing I would highlight for Tron. Another thing about Tron is Tron's very, 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 I'd like to say lucrative because, like I said, Tron's like five, seven cents right now. The high for Tron, I believe, for the year is like 14 cents. That's still very affordable as far as a coin because we're talking about a $2,000 Ethereum and a $50,000 Bitcoin. And like I said, it's the game of how many coins and tokens you own, not how much money you basically have in the actual account. So I got $2,000 worth of Ethereum. How much Ethereum is that? Because when the price of Ethereum increases, how much is your actual investment going to increase? It's not by your dollar value. It's about how much you have. So if one whole entire Bitcoin, like I said earlier, is 100K, and you only own half a Bitcoin, mm -hmm. you only get 50K. And you probably just went from 25K to 50K. Your money's gonna move the way the coin moves. Right. So your best bet is to get in the projects when they're really early. So Dogecoin folks got in when Dogecoin was like 0. .000 whatever. Yeah. Because they got in at that low value, now since it's gone up to places like 75 cents, if people did their due diligence, they're in a really good position. So that, that's the biggest thing is just basically making sure you're getting in those projects early. So specifically getting back to coin, uh, the coin, Tron. The Tron. Right. Tron is very big because one, it's very affordable right now. But like I said, the other biggest thing is it has its own network right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for people, I know, you know, right now when you go on to these different ads and mm -hmm. when you watch the news or mm -hmm. uh, so or even keep up with social media is Bitcoin, 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 mm -hmm. Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I've heard is, oh, it's too late. How do you feel about that? Is it, it and I know you're not a financial advisor, but your personal, if you was talking to my kid. Right. My kids. And you was telling them, yo, you might want to invest in that. Don't listen to all that. Yeah. Like, what would you, what, what, what advice as far as the lateness of a coin would you give them? 
it depends on your evaluation of what you're willing to risk. So you always tell people, first and foremost, you don't get anything into an investment you're not willing to lose because this is an investment at the end of the day. Right. Yes, it's a very solid investment, but again, it's just like the stock market. You could potentially put your money into a stock and it completely tank. So you don't put nothing in that you're not willing to lose. But the second thing, excuse me, the second thing is when we're talking about the amount of time that goes into projects to actually do what they need to, you got to understand that, okay, you might say, well, it's too late. That concept is going to get you screwed. And that's the biggest thing that I'll tell people. That concept is going to get you screwed up because you're going to say it's too late now. And I guarantee you in three months when that coin increases, you're going to say it's too late again. Well, it was too late before, huh? Well, if you didn't get in before and now you're looking at it like, oh, man, it's really too late now. It might not be that it's too late. You just might have to flip your mentality of, okay, I might not be able to get as much value as I can for the price it is now, right. but I'm going to go ahead and get invested. Now, the other catch is this. Do not invest based off of, oh, everybody says Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Everybody says Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin because that's price pump, price pump, price pump. What happens when everybody yanks out of that? the value of it goes down. Right. So if you're somebody that's getting in and you're just like, well, I want my asset to actually increase. I don't want to sit up here and like I I keep going back to Bitcoin because it's the base, but you throw all 50K in Bitcoin and Bitcoin goes down to 30K in the next couple weeks again, you, you, you just, that's right. what I'm saying. Like you're going to be sick. But the idea is I'm not investing for what it's about to do in the next two, three months. I know that in the long haul, I'm going to look at it for a year, two years, three years, and I'm going to look up. And what I thought I lost, I actually truly gained in that next right. year every time it basically builds. So the biggest misconception that I like to tell people is don't listen to the uh, coin pump hype. If you're getting into a coin, make sure you're getting into it at a level that you're comfortable and you know that, okay, listen, if I lose a little bit, I'll be okay. But there's a whole entire strategy that we get into dealing with class and different things like that. Like I said, stable coins are your best friend. Everybody take that how you will. Go look into stable coins. I'm pretty sure it, it, if you're a smart cat, you know exactly how to do this. If you go look at stable coins and you look at, okay, well, if the market's moving, there's certain things I can do with stable coins because stable coins stay stable. So, right. like I said, it, it's, it's a lot of different things. It's really about strategy. It's really what this boils down to. So let's jump into n NFTs, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right. All right, okay. NFTs, what I feel like is so interesting about it, one, like you mentioned every, uh, about artists jumping onto it, mm -hmm. everybody seems to be putting out an NFT these days. Sure. What I want to know is, I feel like if you are somebody with some cachet, mm -hmm. you can make some solid money off of NFT. What about the average person putting one out? Is, is it something that you feel like even the average person can do? So, I'm going to say yes to that. And that the simple answer is yes, because I consider myself an average person. I have knowledge about this, but I don't have a huge following. I don't have a huge plethora of people that are already ready to buy the artwork and different things that I put out as far as NFTs. Because like I tell people all the time, between picture editing and different other NFTs that I basically get into, it's not hard to make an NFT. It's about one, what are you putting out? Number two, what is the value that people feel that you have as far as your NFT goes? There's an NFT that's actually sold. It's literally a white canvas wall. It had a banana duct tape to it and it sold for millions of dollars. And old buddy literally bought the NFT just to eat the banana. 
it's all about your actual audience. It's about what you're basically getting into. It's about the. It's basically about uh, the people that you're basically trying to get into your actual NFT. So let's just say artists, for instance. If you know your audience is not about NFTs, you're going to have to basically gradually get your audience to understand what NFTs are. So I'm pretty sure y'all are well familiar with what happened with Tory Lanez. Yeah. Yes. Tory Lanez sold NFTs before he just did what he just did. He got his audience interested and used to it, and when he realized, okay, cool, I got a couple of fans to latch on and they made money from it, he then started doing promotion for and that's when you saw the video of him, I'm not finna tell y'all to make this money. I'm not finna tell y'all to make this money. I had people resell my first one for this much, and when people start hearing numbers and different things like that, people are like, oh, wait, it resold for this? He was like, this day, I'm gonna drop an NFT, it's selling for $1. You yep. can buy an NFT for $1, and most people pay like a dollar, I personally tried to get in on the NFT hold. I went to go set up the account. The account would just not work or else I'd be holding a couple of them bad boys. But the idea is how big is your audience? Who is your audience and what you're going to get them into? When he did that and he sold his a million copies and everything, he had already basically geared his audience up towards that. Plus, he's a mainstream artist, so he knows certain people are starting to hear that these people are buying NFTs, these people are doing this because even just outside of the... Um, the artists and music realm making NFTs, you got people like uh, Odell Beckham Jr., for instance. He just bought these NFTs that are popular called CryptoPunks, and he changed his, his Twitter account to a CryptoPunk. Jay-Z had just done the same thing. So it's a lot of different things that basically kind of mix and mingle into the actual NFT realm, and it's really about who you can get around your product and what you can actually build and what you can actually do to give to people. Because like they say with all art, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. You might walk in an art gallery, see a painting. You might be the only person out of that whole entire group that loves the painting. But guess what? You loving that painting is the exact reason why the person who created it made it. And the idea is, okay, you love the painting. Do you love the painting enough to own it? And that's really how I look at NFTs. Same thing with music. Do I love their music enough to actually physically own it? They love Tory Lane stuff enough, not to mention, yo, it sold for a dollar. A dollar. And then they just went and did the resale. What? What? Did Bro, platinum. platinum. And then y'all saw the post that he did the other day, correct? Which one? When he was basically talking about the resale value. He got a couple of people who basically just sold a couple of them. He got one that sold for 65 k another one that sold for like 55 k He's cleaning house. And you get residuals off of all the right. NFTs. So that was the biggest thing that we was also telling people when we first started rapping crypto. Mm -hmm. The one thing that we always do is tell artists, yo, you get a free NFT consultation with us if you're basically an artist that basically comes onto the show and does an interview. A lot of the artists just don't do it. We've had a couple of artists come on who already are into the NFT realm, so we didn't have to do that with them. But the other ones who aren't really worried about NFTs, right. they're just kind of like, eh, I mean, I'll get what you when I need to. But, I mean, it, it's not a forcing anybody it's just like a yo we fool with y'all we appreciate y'all coming on to the show we also want to offer a, a service to you guys because at the end of the day you might not be well informed about this and we don't know everything but we know enough to be able to help you to see if this will work for you and put you in the realm of being able to actually do what Tory Lanez just did right yeah is NFTs something that you only can own digitally uh so that's the misconception. A lot of people just say, oh, well, NFTs are just straight digital. I was just talking to a friend of mine. You can put NFTs as, so let's just say, for instance, I have, um, matter of fact, prime example, unique sneaker free, fanny packs. Anybody who has a unique sneaker free, uh, I'm getting tongue tied, y'all. Anybody who has a unique sneaker free fanny pack, 
that came with an NFT. Mm -hmm. So you can basically connect merchandise and sell NFTs with it. So like I told people, NFTs can be used as art. They can be used and let me say they will be used. They can they will be used as art. They will be used as like certificates of authenticity. NFTs will be used as receipts. There's a lot of different things that NFTs are going to be able to be used for. Um, and this all stems from blockchain. Blockchain. Prime example and another thing like I was saying with the uh, Bankers Club that we do. Mm -hmm. We have a workshop coming up. It's actually this upcoming Saturday and everything. Um, we have NFT tickets that we're selling. They're collectible NFT tickets. We're only making them once and we have 20 of them. And the funny part was I told my partners, I was like, none of them sold yet and I'm not worried about it. Because when we put those things up, they were $50. Those things, we just did the math and calculations last night. If you want to go buy one of them, they're $208 now. And we can't. We can go and bring down the price, but why would I? I put it up as $50. Nobody took advantage. Mm -hmm. Now that collectible item has continued to increase value in different things. So you put yourself in a position where it's just like, man, listen, when I start getting residuals, when we start selling those, you're actually getting the actual real value of what you really own based off the currency that is backed by now. Some people are able to do NFTs where you pay cash for it and it's like, okay, I resold it for this and it's like the cash transactions. Right. That's what I'd be talking about with the decentralized versus centralized. The way we know how to do NFTs over at the Bankers Club is pretty much all the decentralized realm, Railroad, or OpenSea, all those places. We know how to get you situated with that. The artists that basically take and put NFTs on their actual websites and basically sell them and then people resell them through a certain website, all that's coding. And yes, I know how to do some of that backdoor stuff, but most of that is you got to have a really big tech guy to basically get into your website, set that up, and how it sells is how you basically deliver it to people. And it's a bunch of complicated stuff that goes into it. And you can cut that middleman out. You ain't got to deal with the website. You ain't got to do that. Mm -hmm. Go to a third-party website, set your NFT up. Once you set it up, people can go buy it. They can resell it on there. They can resell it on OpenSea, wherever they want to. And they're basically in the empowerment of And that, that's what I loved about what uh, Tory Lanez did with NFTs. He put all his um, listeners in empowerment of, yo, I sold you an album that you're going to love for a dollar. You just resold that bad boy for $65,000. That's nuts. I just employed you. For sure. Now, I'm pretty sure whoever sold that for $65K, they, they may or may not have been making $65K, but there's not a lot of people who live in the United States that make $65K a year. Right. A lot of people are making anywhere between 40, 50, maybe 60K, but in realistic standpoints, it's really in like that 30, 40 range. That's that's about what the average person makes in a household. So it's just like somebody giving you or putting you in a position where you can make $65,000 like that. That's life-changing. Life-changing. I just gave you your salary in a year, and you didn't have to do nothing but buy something for a dollar and repost it on the internet and wait. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it, that's bro. It is. Oh man, all um, this shit is thinking from the neck up. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right, and that's what it boils down, down to. man. Like being able to really sit down mm -hmm. and just watch, you know, and get paid for. Yeah, yeah. Like this has this this is going to. I feel like this is going to help not only black families but the single parent. Right. If they if they really you know sit back and yeah. do their own, their research and really capitalize like you can really don't have to work You're right. right you can be there with your kids You're right and it can be all off of blockchain 
Right. And I'm saying blockchain now because now that I'm informed, it's not just it's the blockchain. Crypto, it's man. the blockchain. Right. It's the blockchain. Blockchain is taking over everything. Everything. It's and I might be giving a little bit of a spill here for some of the people that's gonna get in class, but those who get in class on Saturday, when we introduce the actual class itself, they're gonna see something that's going on in the trucking industry, and I'll explain a little bit to y'all real quick, um, giving y'all something a little bit exclusive here for the show. Okay. So Thank basically, you. of course, what's going on with the trucking industry is this. A lot of truckers aren't allowed to stop at rest stops. A lot of truckers aren't allowed to take showers or eat at rest stops. The government is making it, and they're cracking down on a lot of these uh, rest stop owners in these places where truckers would normally stop because they're just like, yo, because of COVID and different things, we don't want them there. The easiest thing is for them to stay on the road, sleep in their truck. So uh, me personally, from experience, a lot of times I stay in the back parts of Covington, so I drive a lot of country road. When I'm driving, I look over at like a subdivision that's in the middle of nowhere, and I see a semi-truck parked right in the uh, turning lane entrance, and I'm like, why are they parked there sleeping there? That makes no sense. And as I started doing more research, I understood they don't have anywhere else to go. You'll see a lot of truck drivers parked on the side of the road, a lot of random places. That's because they can't sleep in certain places now. What's about to happen is there's a lot of companies that are basically building autonomous truck driving. Just like autonomous cars. You can get in a Tesla, you can put it on a certain setting, take your hands off the wheel and do whatever you need to do. Yeah, and right. granted, in certain settings, you're going to have to take back control and different things. But the days of us getting ready to have cars that literally drive for themselves or there's a robot sitting in the driver's seat and you just hop in your car, those days are soon to come, probably the next 15, 20 years. But all that is going to be because of blockchain. Mm -hmm. So now because of these truck drivers being in this situation, they're able to transfer and bring in certain situations of the autonomous trucks and being able to completely and totally diverge everything into the blockchain. So a lot of people will say, well, eventually they're going to start making machines take over your job. That's why all these places is just like, oh, we're hiring. Really and truly, I'm just being 100. They don't want to hire people. Because it's it's a situation of, yeah, we need more hires, but that gives me the opportunity. A friend of mine said he went into a McDonald's one day, and he was like, where's the cashier? And they was like, oh, you order off the little touch screen right. thing. They'll do it and too. it's just like a machine literally just took somebody's job for taking orders. Yep. Now the people who make it and the person who has to basically put it together to make sure it gets to you appropriately. Outside of that... That's it. Face contact. Eventually, I feel like that should be like a conveyor belt. That should be like a bun come down. That bitch gonna flip over. Easy, right? Because Chick Fil A, I think they just and I could be mis, you know, giving them misinformation, but I don't. I heard that they they're not opening up their dining room area no more. Oh wow! So it's just fat, you know, just a drive through. Yeah. And but think about it though, the their they're, they don't sell, like, of course they sell food in the technical space, right. but they're really selling service. You're right. Yeah, service. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I couldn't tell you the last time I drove to a Chick-fil-A and I spoke into the intercom. Yeah. Yeah. It's Every time you go. It's been a minute. They they pulling up on you with the iPads or the they, tablets. They out there, boy. Mm -hmm. Hot as fuck. They're yep. the new Jehovah Witness. For sure. <laughs> Them boys coming up to your car. It's funny. Me and my friends be calling Chick Fil A God's Chicken. Amen. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, it is. But they they services what sells you right. They don't they sell service. Yeah, right we can sell regular chicken sandwiches, bro, with nothing on it but a pickle. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Imagine imagine when 
the food industry start converting to crypto. For sure. And they have their own blockchain. That's the catch. There's already places, like I said, there's a coin called VeChain. They're already partnered with places that. like Tyson Chicken, BMW. Yeah. All this stuff is already integrated. There's different people who have patents on. And at one point in time, I got to go double check and make sure and fact check it. But there was a long time where we always used to have conversations. Visa, from my understanding, has a patent on the digital dollar. But think about it. Visa is starting to have partnerships and MasterCard is starting to have partnerships with these coins. Think about what you got in your wallet. It's a Visa or a MasterCard. Yep. They've pretty much done away from with American Express for the most part. There's a couple of them here and there, but most of that is Visa and MasterCard. If Visa and MasterCard are partnering with blockchain technologies that deal with certain cryptocurrencies, what you think's about to happen? And it's literally happening right under people's noses oh because they don't God. know what people they would need to, to look so, for. Bruh. People don't understand what's going on. Yeah, no. but like you said, it's not like it's right here. Or you can open up a book. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you literally got to go look for it. This is what they should be teaching in schools. For, but they not. Time is definitely they not going to But you know who's going to teach it? You know who's going to teach it? Rapping crypto. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Rapping crypto. Rapping Amen. crypto. And guess what? They are black people. For sure. They for look sure. just like us. Amen. For sure. And they out, they out here changing lives. Amen. We trying to. We're trying to. No, you're, you the, are. The, you well, are. the reason why I say I'm trying to is because here's the thing. Regardless of how much somebody says, oh, we made off your advice. Like I said, I'm not a financial advisor. All I can do is provide resources of here's where I got this education and information from. Like I tell people all the time, CoinMarketCap, CoinGecko, all these places are your best friend. Because most of the stuff I talk about is on those websites. People are just have an app. Who coin market cap coin gecko? I don't know because I don't even use the apps for those places. I literally just get on the internet and do the searches. Mm-hmm. I know all the wallets that have apps for the most part, but as far as coin market cap coin gecko, I know that they have Twitter pages, Facebook pages, all those other things. But as far as the specific app for the phone, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know everything, and that's the biggest thing. Like I tell people all the time, like you said with Chick Fil A, they sell service. I guess you could say we technically sell education, but not really. Yeah, we do paid classes. Yeah, there's certain things people got to pay for. But that boils down to uh, us basically getting off our ass, part of my French, and putting ourselves in a position where last year we was talking to, we was blue in the face to folks about cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. And folks looked at us like, yeah, okay. I've been I've been keeping up with, with y'all for a minute for now. Sure. For sure. And, and on Facebook, people are, you know, ask. Mm-hmm. And you'll tell them, like, straight up, like, yo, look, you're not really paying me yeah. for this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I don't like to be an asshole, but it's really a situation where it got to the point where my fiance would look at me like I was crazy because I'll be on the phone call telling somebody about a buttload of information about cryptocurrency. I look up, it's two and a half, three hours done gone by. It's not a business meeting. This is somebody who just called me and was like, yo, I remember you was talking about this. Can you share with me what you was trying to tell me before? And I started realizing, y'all got to start charging people for that. Because number one, if you're going to waste my time for me to tell you a bunch of information and you're not going to listen, you're going to come back and ask me the same thing. I might as well get paid for wasting my breath right? because this is time I'm taking away from my family and everything. So it's a situation where that all resulted from, you know, we at the end of the day, we need to get paid for our time. But 
we tired of wasting our time. And the easiest way for people not to waste your time is for them to pay for it. And if they pay for it and waste your time, that's on them. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't waste my time because I technically just made some money or assets or whatever because the way we look at it is we try not to take cash yet. If anybody's interacting with us dealing with blockchain and crypto, we always tell them, yo, pay us in crypto. And the reason being is because we can't sit up here and talk about get yourself in cryptocurrency, understand this transaction. Mm-hmm. Different you different 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 exactly. Exactly. On certain things, we do take cash out, but it's just like most cases we tell people, yo, pay us in Ethereum, pay us in Bitcoin. Sometimes we say Dogecoin, but I mean, we're not really heavily into Dogecoin like that. Shiba Anu is something we're getting into because we understand how popular that's starting to get. Man, this shit but, is so crazy because like, and I'm sorry to cut no, you, you off, good, but you good. people been telling me, because we talk about it a little bit at my job, Okay. and like the V-Chain doctor told me, Shit, you might want to invest in me, Jane. This was like a month ago. Yeah. She, 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 how you say it? Hmm? She and she Shiba Anu? Yeah. 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 I heard about that. Yeah. That one's crazy. You might want to invest in that. I'm like, all right. And then like, you know, some of them, you got the, it's because all the, the, uh, the apps don't take, mm-hmm. you got to find an app that take. Yeah, and then it's like a whole process yep. to even get the XRP is everybody gets uh, y'all heard of XRP mm-hmm. right everybody's so scared of XRP because of the lawsuit folks can go look at well, it was one of our videos back in like December and this lawsuit stuff started happening and we was on air talking about it and it was just kind of like I was I already knew in my gut I was just like yo I'm just going to be 100% honest because we all agreed we was going to talk about the regulation, tell people, hey, look, we wouldn't suggest doing that because we're not financial advisors, but we don't want to tell people to jump in something that's basically getting nailed down and it's in the uh, news media and it's getting talked about negatively. Mm -hmm. It it goes against our practices of invest in it, and if you have bad news, you need to stay away from it. I was live on air and I told people, yo, I think this is a whole entire scare tactic. I think it's a bunch of BS and I don't think this is going to stick to XRP. XRP is going to bounce back. It's going to bounce back hard. And XRP, it tanked back almost dang near to 25 cents. XRP is back up to like a dollar and 16 cent right now. It just went to a dollar 30 the other day. But like I told people, bro, XRP is about to be that man soon. XRP, XLM, all these other coins that have basically been waiting their turn. We're going to see a lot of big changes. A lot of big changes, but like when you was talking about it's hard to get XRP, well, it's hard to get certain coins. I thought about XRP because a lot of times in order to get XRP, you got to do that through a swap exchange. Yeah. Right. But you got to know the places to get it from. I know of a place that we basically use. It used to be called Bank of Hodlers. It's now called Vault. It is an exchange. Yes, they used to be decentralized. They didn't ask you for much. Now they're asking for a bunch of what they call KYCs, which is know your customer uh, documents or information. All right. All that stuff is basically just centralized stuff. Anytime you see KYC, it's central. Excuse me, it's centralized. So anytime you're dealing with all these KYCs and stuff, be careful. But sometimes you have to interact with these. So, like I said, with this Vault exchange that we get into, V-A-U-L-D for anybody that wants to look into it, you basically get on Vault. When you get on Vault, you can swap into a bunch of different stuff. And I remember when Vault, you can only use like five or six currencies. Mm -hmm. It was like three different stable coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, or it might have been like seven or eight. XRP, XLM, 
and it was one more coin. Now it's a bunch of sushi, uh, pancake swap. It's a bunch of them on there. Vault has really expanded. And I mean, of course, when you start getting bigger, it starts getting harder to stay decentralized because I mean, like I said, Uncle Sam is gonna want his money. Right. Or who, whatever government entity you're operating under in terms of you living somewhere, they gonna want their taxation off of whatever you're doing. So ideally, you're going to end up getting centralized. Like you said earlier, dealing with, uh, I'm pretty sure you set up your account with Coinbase Commerce when you did it. Mm -hmm. Same thing when we had to do it with Unique Sneaker Free. All of that is centralized stuff, but at the end of the day, you have to do it in order to stay in accordance with regulations, right. especially because you're a public business and entity. All right, man. 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 Sure. Hey, man, I can go on this for hours. We need a part two. I'm, I'm going right. to say it now. For sure. Oh, God. Because honestly and truly, what a... I don't even want to say it on air because somebody might fucking... I don't know. But, man, thank you. Thank you, bro. This was really big for us. Yo, I love doing this, bro. I love doing this. this I definitely love doing this. This This is why we do Rapping Crypto. This is why we... uh, And that's another thing. Shameless plug real quick. Y'all tune in to Rapping Crypto every Wednesday. And no, it's not a music artist every single week. Sometimes we have, like yesterday, we had an entrepreneur on. Mm -hmm. Like I said, she basically works in the Delta 8 business. And she used to be a student loan specialist and different things like that. We actually interview entrepreneurs as well. Anybody who has big things going on, yes, it's a Rapping Crypto show. Yes, we like to focus on artists. But we branch out a little bit. Regardless, when you come to Rapping Crypto, the one thing you're going to always get is a good conversation. And you're always going to get top 10 crypto coins. Whether some of them are from the previous week, if we keep it reiterating it nine times out of ten, you should probably be checking it out. Right. But a lot of times, we make sure we got different coins in there. So make sure you tune in Wednesdays for Rapping Crypto, man. Hey, man, you said nine o'clock, right? Nine o'clock. Rapping Crypto, nine o'clock, Yes, man. sir. And who's your um, co-host? So both the other hosts are HD and Mario. Um, but I love them boys to death, man. I would not be anything. Shout out to the Bankers Club. Shout out to Rapping Crypto. I would not be anything without HD and Mario, man, because all this information, like I said, I try to soak it all up like a sponge. Mm -hmm. But my boy HD, that is the walking encyclopedia when it comes to anything, really. So when it comes down to this crypto stuff, if folks is just like, oh, well, you got a uh, a lot of knowledge and wealth, yo, most of my stuff I get through researching, but a lot of it, he ends up saying, yo, did you look into this? And I'm like, yo, where did you find this information at? And you go digging, and it's almost like it was right there, but you needed somebody to give you the treasure map to go looking for it. So that, look, that man is the encyclopedia, and then that man Mario, he is a specialist when it comes to these airdrops and different things. That's a whole nother side conversation for a different day, but airdrops are important. Make sure you're getting into these airdrops when you see different coins talking about I got a coin offering. Mm-hmm. If you follow us on social media, retweet and you'll get this. Yo, those are awesome too. It's free coins. Of course, mm. technically it's centralized because you're using your public social media for yeah. it. But again, like I said, all this it is basically a give and take thing. It's just right. like having a job. You gotta have taxes you gotta have your taxes taken out. Um with certain things like having a car. You gotta maintenance your car, you gotta get the car washed and everything. So at the end of the day, it's a give or take situation with all this. But it's a beautiful thing, especially when you understand it. It's a beautiful thing. But um shout out to Mario. He's really good on the technical side, dealing with airdrops and making sure um people get into their crypto bots. Um, anybody hit me up on social media or hit the Bankers Club up, you can actually get into our free telegram that gives you information about those uh, airdrops and those free crypto bots as well. Man, that's man, hard, that's hard, man. <laughs> HD, Mario, hey, man. 
Shout out them guys, Shout out man. Them, man. For sure. Where can they find you? Um, Facebook, um, L dot Payne Jackson the third, Instagram, L dot J dot three eyes. Um, and then of course y'all can go follow the Bankers Club on Facebook. Y'all can go follow the bank it's banker underscore club one on Instagram. And then of course y'all can follow my boy HD at Hutchin D. Um, he's also Hutchin D on Facebook and then Mario's Mario Ponju Nation on all platforms and another shameless plug as well I gotta give a shout out to the team who sponsors us and produces us every week for rapping crypto is the pennies to gold network that's a whole nother conversation in themselves as well because that actual network we basically partner with them because they give out free informational classes every single day of the week it don't matter what day of the week it is Sunday to Sunday they have some type of actual free workshop that people can interact with and get all the information a lot of times that we normally end up talking to people about. Right. For sure. My last question, if there's anything that you wanted to ask us, what would it be? Oh, man. I had a lot of questions. Where do y'all see cryptocurrency and blockchain taking off for yourselves? Mm. And I mean, I could go for all three of y'all. I mean, whether it's as an artist, as a person, I, and, and let's say blockchain technology as a whole, I should say, because that can include NFTs, crypto, or anything. Where do you see blockchain helping you in the future? Um, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, now that I have knowledge, the real knowledge of it, um, I think it's going to take us individual, individually very far. Fair enough. Um, not and not just investing in the you know the dumps the dump coins like Dogecoin and and whatnot, but actually doing our research, actually being able to tell people like yo, um, we're we're a network that takes takes a uh, a uh, uh, crypto right right. You know what I'm saying? I think it's if if we not if but with us sticking together and us learning mm-hmm. and talking to guys like yourself, mm-hmm. it could be very very, very, very profitable. For sure. Right. For sure. I I think for me, man, uh, before this conversation, I was very unaware of a lot of different things. And I I feel like I was using it. I was almost just only viewing crypto as strictly like a gamble. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to take this money out of my savings. I'm going to toss it in there. If shit goes up, shit goes up. You know what I mean? But it's like, I was never really doing my due diligence doing the research. Now, with this conversation and the research that I'm going to put forth, um, same thing he said, man, I feel like individually, you know what I mean, I feel like it can benefit a lot, man, because like he's, Gumbo paints, Gumbo does photography. Of course. You know what I mean? I feel like those are things that he can make NFTs. Of course. And it'll be great. His music. His music. You know what I mean? And, Your music. Right. And I feel like it's, and, and as a collective, as Free Gems Network, it's also things that we want to get ready to do that we haven't rolled out yet, so I ain't gonna spill too much. For sure. But For sure. I feel like it's things that we're gonna be able to we're gonna be able to dive into that realm too. Cool. You know what I mean? Like he said, just being able to take different cryptos as form of, of currency and, and not necessarily getting away from the dollar, right. but not limiting ourselves of to course. that. Of course. And forcing our listeners to change. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? Well, not change because I don't like saying change because it has a negative connotation to yeah. it. But forces them, minds. right? It yeah. forces them to grow. For sure, you know what I'm saying? Like if you you may can only go to this uh, free gems event or uh, gumbo concert mm-hmm. paying crypto, crypto, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And and 
we need that wallet. Right, right. <laughs> of course. You know, so that that helps that helps them in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know, so being able to do that, being able to drop NFTs and make residuals off that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Helping help helping the next person make some money and make a way for their family and their friends. For sure. So for sure. Man, I love it. Amen. I love that. What I said, bro. We again, we're not financial advisors. It's just something that we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. We're becoming more and more knowledgeable every day. Every day, I learn something new about blockchain and cryptocurrency. Every single day, whether it's a new coin, new project, the way something's changing, the way something works, everything is. It's almost like the way the world is now. Everything is changing so fast and rapidly paced. Sometimes it's hard to keep up, but don't get overwhelmed with what you don't know. Be appreciative and glad for the things that you do know. Facts. Yeah. Um, we ain't even get into the whole rap part, but uh, we did though. I said but that's we okay. Gotta, we gotta have that's real. okay. It's, it's definitely real. gonna be a part two. Hey, okay. man. Uh, how we like to end our show? I don't know if you had anything else. Nah, man. Um, we like to end our show with top fives. Yeah, right? man. Um, I'm not gonna ask you who your top five rappers because we that'll be a whole nother thing. <laughs> so, what is your top five coins right now? Ooh, we. Put me on the spot. Mm. Top five coins. Personally, let's go. Of course, Bitcoin and Ethereum got to be in those top five because, I mean, it, it, it's just a no-brainer. XRP is definitely another one. Um, I'm trying to give y'all some ones that most people wouldn't think about. Check out... I already told y'all about VeChain earlier. Okay. A lot of people like gaming. This will be easy. Atari has a token. Mm -hmm. So check Atari token out. And then check out another coin called uh, Decentraland Mania. That's dope too. As a matter of fact, just a couple more gaming coin. Engine coin is a good gaming coin as well. Um, there's a I it's ITMA, but it's ITAM. That's another gaming coin. And there's another uh, actual platform and everything that has a gaming coin called Chain Games. Check those out. So anybody who likes gaming, definitely look into those. Amen. Amen. He gave he 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 hey. gave you the sauce. Amen. Sure. It's up to you what you do with it. He so. gave you the gems. He dropped a, a slew of them. And it's up to you. He to, dropped a slew of them and he didn't even get into half of them. Bruh, nah. That's the crazy thing about it. Nah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. Like, honestly, if I open up my wallet now, it's at least 100 coins. I've either been in, I'm currently in, or I'm looking to get invested in. It's just like it. it's so much at one time. Everybody's just like, oh, well, you can't stretch yourself too thin, but... When you're looking at this currency market, man, it's 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 brand new. And I, I think that's the last thing I want to leave with everybody. Everybody thinks they're late. This is still the beginning and baby stages of what is to come dealing with this market. Mm-hmm. Get yourself invested and educated. Now, the first thing that you always want to do is get your education first. Don't just go throwing your money anything that you don't have education in. Get your education and get yourself invested. Get in position and just enjoy the ride. That's the best thing I can say. I yes. got one more question. I'm yes. sorry. No, you good. I'm sorry, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> for the people like myself mm-hmm. who's looking who who would who would be looking to setting their family straight. Mm-hmm. Not just off my wallet. Is it possible to like you know how you have like CDs and, and, and uh, bonds and trust and all that for your kids? Could you give them get them a wallet? So, 
That's a good question. So the catch is, like with certain decentralized wallets, I have a specific one. I ain't gonna tell everybody what, and it's not a bad thing. I ain't trying to keep it private. It's just, just for the sake of me telling people where a lot of my stuff is. I have a couple of those wallets where I literally have multiple wallets. One of those wallet programs, I got 15 different wallets. And the idea is they're either linked up through smart contracts. It's specifically for, uh, you know, the family. It's specifically for, oh, my mom's like, well, I don't trust this stuff. I'm going to give you $100, put it here and let it sit there. It just depends. So, again, it just all depends on where you want to put it and how you want to basically get into it. You can have multiple wallets. There's nothing stopping you from getting multiple wallets at all. Oh, that's all. Yep. Well, man. That's it, man. Man, part two me, man. Let me know. <laughs> Let me I know, hope this man. was everything that that you for you sure. I was nervous, man. Like I told y'all before we started, man. This is my first actual like interview, you right. know, outside of a job interview, of course. But you know, this was exciting. I this hope it, 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 I hope we set a standard for you, my for sure, man. For sure, man. And I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's a blessing. Thank you, Thank you for being here. And unfortunately. This concludes another great episode of Free Gems Network. Amen.